Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. We are about to get into holiday mode. We are about to go into the world of school holidays. And while it is very exciting that maybe the elf on the shelf is coming back and you don't have to make school lunches anymore, the downside is you may just have to be negotiating and sorting out shared agreement with your ex and co-parent. So this episode today, which we are also recording live on Instagram Live, is all about co-parenting, Christmas, school holidays, and family law and the legal side. So welcome, mum. Hello, Laura. Hello. Hello, everyone. So your family law expertise of over 35 years experience, you have seen everything you could possibly, I think, imagine, I'm guessing, when it comes to co-parenting and the family law and Christmas and school arrangements. Am I right? I guess in Australia, at least. And I never say never because every now and then a new thing pops up. <laughs> but, but there are a lot of common threads, Laura, a lot of common issues. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about, you know, what kind of ideas, what kind of arrangements you can have mm. uh, in your parenting plan or your agreement for the coming holidays. When do the holidays in the legal speak technically start and end? Uh, what does gazetted mean and what's the difference between gazetted and non-gazetted? Because that's something that a lot of people don't know about. What does equal time look like over the Christmas holidays? What if someone wants to go away? How do you arrange that? Where do you do drop off and pick off? Because let's let's face it, school doesn't exist, so there's not going to be any kindy or school drop offs because it'll be shut. And then any common problems or hiccups that you've seen with your clients that people may face over the next coming months and what they can do about it. So mm. just going to ask you about all those things, Mum. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> all right. So let's start right from the start. What are some ideas for ways uh, holidays are shared? Like okay. in the in the family court way, legal way, how do people share holidays? Okay. So so there are, I guess there's the really ad hoc way where, you know, uh, you're both working maybe and uh, you have got these weeks off and the other party's got those weeks off and you just sort of work that around and the kids might be with you for three weeks and three weeks with the other parent. Sometimes the kids need to see one of the parents more frequently and that you might make a week around, week about arrangement, swap overs on like a Friday or a Saturday. It really depends on what the kids like. Sometimes uh, the normal uh, school year, school term holidays, uh, sorry, term arrangements just continue on. Or, and some people just say, look, I'll have the whole of the Christmas holidays. They agree to this, of course. And, but you can have all of the September holidays and all of the June, July, whatever holidays. So there's a million ways for the holidays to be worked out. You've just got to think about your kids and what it is mm. and also what they used to do. Do you know, if they used to, spend Christmas Eve always on the farm with your your ex's parents or whatever, that probably should continue, you know. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And then it's important to note, Mum, we did an episode about Christmas and the Christmas orders last year and yeah. you said if you're talking about Christmas negotiations in end of November, it's already too late to go to court. Mm. Is that 
It is. The right? It pretty well is. Yeah, yeah it is. So this is um, your time for mediation, compromise. Um, you know, if you haven't worked anything out or, or if, God forbid, you break up just now sort of thing, um, then, yeah, these are all your options you can talk about. Some of the, okay. some things will come naturally and there might be some things that are a bit tense for you both. Okay, and I guess don't beat yourself up if you haven't organised who's having mm. what for Christmas or who's going to be where or, you know, which family, mm. et cetera. Now is a time to kind of have a sit down and, and, and plan it out and, and try and negotiate. If, if mm. you can't get the agreement across the line, you know, you can start and apply for it for next year but start the ball rolling now. So, Mum, if they can't get an agreement, just to, just a legal question, if yeah. you can't get your ex or co-parent to agree to any changes to what's already happening, mm. is there anything they can do or is it just best to just cope and do what you can do with well, what you've got? I think what you need to do is with kids, even bigger kids, but especially with little kids, Christmas is when you say it is. And I've never mm. met a kid who didn't want two Christmases. So if you're if they're going to be spending Christmas or an important holiday with the other person and you cannot get it changed, you know, mm. uh, then you might declare a non-Christmas or a Christmas the week before or a week after when you do have them and just accelerate yeah. or delay everything, you know, so that they don't the kids don't feel like they're missing out. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Totally. And let's face it, a lot of kids don't even look at the date or no. the time or calendars, you know, if they're little they, enough. They rely they're on you know. to tell them how many sleeps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So when in the in the eyes of the family court, they, when does school holidays, Christmas period start and when does school holidays or the Christmas holiday period end? Okay. So they normally look at uh, like the last day of school or the last full day of school, which can be a trap because Sometimes the last day of school is just a quarter of a day or the parents or the teachers say, come and help clean up. It's not really a school day. So those days get very blurry. Mm. Some people say the gazetted holidays. Um, and if you see that in an order, you, you'd be forgiven for wondering what the heck gazetted means. So a little yes. history lesson, little history lesson. So before internet and other means of communications, the only way you knew what was happening with government uh, bodies and the government in general was to read the government gazette. And it was a little, little oh. printed booklet that would come out every year or every, actually several times a year. And when I started in family law, we still had hard copies of the gazette. I think it's still gazetted. And it was where big important announcements were made. And so now, of course, we all just Google it and we know when that school's going on holidays and gazetted uh, doesn't really apply to the private schools usually anyway. But that phrase, gazetted school holidays, is tricky because if you go by this gazetted school holidays, it's usually the Monday after the kids finish school, say on the Friday, the weekend's the weekend, the school holiday gazetted only starts on Monday. So be careful with this gazetted school holiday business and, and also finishes on the Friday, the last, um, last normal school day, uh, not weekend day before they go back to school. So it just does change the dynamics. So I think spell it out in your orders, you know. Oh, so you might yeah. have the Thursday before, the Thursday before the last day of school or, you know, something like that. 
Hmm. Okay. If you've got someone who's constantly high conflict fighting over that kind of thing, it's a good idea maybe to be really, there's nothing wrong with sticking to the gazetted, I guess, if you are knowing what you're in for. It leaves the weekends up in the air though. Do you know? Okay. It does leave yes. the weekends and if you're in the a private school, it does make issues because gazetted yeah. and private are different timing. Okay. Yeah. And All right. Also, so that- though, but also weekends, if, if, if you ask a kid when the school holidays start, they know it's when they don't have to put their uniform on anymore and they count Saturday, don't they, and Sunday. Yeah. Um, but gazetted doesn't. So though, that weekend could be a bit of a tripping point. So, yeah, if you're going to do that gazetted thing, um, then make sure you make arrangements for the weekends before and after. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, but what you're basically saying is you define when school holidays begin and finish. So it's up to you and your parenting plan and your orders. As long as you've got a definition of when they finish and when they start, then you should avoid arguments. Okay. Clarity. That's the key. So once you've defined when the school holidays start and when they end, and let's keep in mind there'll be some people that have kids that aren't in school yet, but mm-hmm. having orders that cover school is a smart idea because, let's face it, they're not little forever. Mm-hmm. And if you want orders to last a long time, you're going to need to include school time. So what does equal time look like then? Uh, well, it can look like week about, say Friday to Friday or Saturday to Saturday, or it can be divide the number of days of the holiday by two and that's the day like if you've got um generally christmas i think it's about seven six weeks say so 42 days you might change over on the 21st day that might be a way of doing it um and you equal equal time or it might be um two weeks with one parent one week with another two weeks and then one week with the other and two weeks with you people break it up whatever suits them where should the kids okay. be before they go back to school? Who's doing most of that work? If the parents are into one of the parents is interstate, there'll be times when the airfares might be cheaper, or just all mm. of that. If you can come up with it, you can have it as long yes. as you all agree. Yeah. Yep. And then okay. I just write it down, get it documented, and write it down. If you end up going to court, though, judges are less inclined to write very different weird orders is that right they usually like to stick to a yes well of course their orders that they get deliver they know which ones work and which ones lead to further fights and they're more inclined to give like a very clean clear direct no wiggle room orders so it's best for your kids if you can sort it out okay so imagine the listeners today don't have family court orders they're trying to figure out what to do for the holidays. Maybe it's their first holidays separated. Mm. What What are your suggestions for drop-off and pick-up points for during the mm. holidays? Because school isn't really going to work when it's, it's not shut. not going to be an option. Or movies or whatever. Yeah. So where, well, where do you do that? I, I, I think probably half of the, the people do change over at McDonald's or one of the um, fast food restaurants because the kids can play, have a meal, and, and the parents can, like, be buffered a bit by other people and, and do that change over mm. there. Um, you need to have some backups, though. It might be door-to-door. They might be come, come pick from your house and you pick from their house. Um, be careful if they're likely to be away for Christmas day and you've got to pick up from their house or their resident and they're down at the Gold Coast and say, well, you could have come and get them here. You could end up driving on Christmas Day. 
So be careful mm. with that. Um, pick a point usually halfway between your houses or if they're flying, it might be at the airport that there's a changeover. Um, okay. Just make it clear. And some people change over on Christmas Day and take turns having Christmas morning and Christmas afternoon because that's important to them. Some people aren't worried about Christmas Day, but their family get together on Boxing Day. So that might be yeah. that. Yeah, so all those things. So going back to the handover location, yeah. so if you, if you say in the parenting plan, little Jimmy will be picked up by mum at midday on Christmas Day, but it doesn't say where, just says picked up by from mum by dad and no. then dad ends up deciding to go to, I don't know, the Noosa coast and these people live in New South Wales. There kind of can be a bit of a problem there, especially if they're court orders. So be really specific about a place. Otherwise, you'll end up. I've heard that too with people who've ended up moving and there's no order of where to do the handover. It's just that mum's house or dad's house, but the person's chosen to move three hours away. So the handover drive is huge. Um, So be really. For the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so be really specific about a handover spot, particularly for holidays, particularly for Christmas, because you don't want to just have to follow them around to whatever location they choose to go and they don't care because they're going there anyway. It's not their problem to get the child back. So Mm. be really careful with that, I guess. Um, And, and, you know, maybe it's a – if you if they're going to be in a different place every Christmas, you could say a halfway point, exactly halfway between the holiday destination – and the home or, yes, you know. Or just between the houses and specify the location. So even if they do yeah. go to Noosa, to use a Queensland example, they have to come back to that location to change over. Yeah. Yes, yes. Don't be doing all that driving for nothing. If they want to go on their holiday, let them do the driving, <laughs> let them do the travelling. Okay, so what if they do want to go away, Mum? What if what if mm. one of the, t- the stereotypical Disneyland dad goes, I'm taking the kids to Disneyland for Christmas, tells the kids, we're going to Disneyland for Christmas, and the kids are like, yay, but then tells you and and you're like, oh, well, I'm not going to be able to say no because the kids hate me. How do you arrange a way to make that work? So, so yes, so you have to go, yay, you're going to Disneyland <laughs> um, and then work out a way to make it work. So uh, often when it's week about all the way through the Christmas holidays, neither party gets an opportunity really to go somewhere amazing because they've only they've got to have them back at seven days at that McDonald's or at that shopping centre or wherever. Mm. So often in orders people make arrangements that if someone wants to take an extended holiday during that break, they have to give you a month's notice, they can only do it once every two years or something, and that you get an opportunity to do the same thing, you know, and uh, as long as they don't miss out on school, you can put all those provisions in. So, yes, it would be very, it's it's pretty wicked of someone to say, tell the kids first, but that it happens. And so, yeah, so mm. you have to maybe when they come back you can have extra time with the kids because you missed out on some time, you know. And some mm. pe- people are going to be awful sometimes if, it, if it's not in writing, if it's not in the orders. We've done an episode on international travel and domestic travel. And yes. if you are interested in, if you're thinking about going overseas or going um, to a different state, then definitely listen to that episode. Or if, you're, if your co-parent is, um, how to negotiate that and how to incorporate that, including passports and all of that stuff, mm. into your orders. If you haven't yet got a parenting plan or yep. an orders, then that's a great episode to listen to. Okay, so 
you've got to define what the difference is between gazetted. Make sure you've just defined what a school holiday dates mean to you. Yep. A lot of orders, don't they? They have day-to-day school term time handovers and all of that. Time. And then yeah. holiday time. And that can really look any way you want it to. Mm. Uh, if it's consent orders, any way that works best for you. If you go to court and you get a judge to decide, it may be a bit more of a cookie-cutter approach. Uh, when it comes to holiday time, Mum, I know um, even though you're retiring, you do run a law firm, you get a lot of people ringing up in a panic in the lead-up to Christmas. Yeah. What kind of problems do people face that maybe some of our listeners could preempt and and be, be proactive about making sure they don't happen to them yeah. over Christmas? Okay, so, well, one of them is that big one where they actually are going to go away for Christmas the other side and that you're going to be either having to travel to get the kids or you can't possibly get there in time to get the children. That's one. Uh, and it is important to people to get the kids back for their turn for Christmas Day and they're quite beside themselves and it's very little the court can do in the short term in that situation. So how do they preempt that? They obviously make sure you've got orders that make a really drop off point, yeah, not not their home, okay, yeah, um, yeah, specific drop off point. Um, presents might be an issue. Uh, you might have someone who won't let the children bring their presents back once mm. they've got them, or you have bought your kids presents and you might not want them to go to the other side. I give them people are very stern talking to there because that's what what would the kids want? They want to yeah. take their stuff. Let the kids take their stuff. Right. But sometimes there's the issue your family might be coming up and your orders don't allow for an extra night when you've got all your family and all the cousins or you might be having every second year might be your big Christmas but it wasn't factored in. Um, So when they have issues like that where they might want a few more days than the orders say, I think all you can do is negotiate and all you can negotiate with is extra, extra time for the other person but if they're not going to be reasonable, you're pretty well stuck with what you've got. Okay, so if they are potentially reasonable and you've got Arnie Flo from Ireland coming over or Uncle Tim from China coming over Mm. and they're only going to be there for a specific amount of days and you really want, the kids really want to see them and you really want them to see them, you write to to your co-parent and say, Uncle Tim's coming, Arnie Flo's coming, could you please, can we swap this day for this day and make some make-up time happen? It would these are the reasons they really want to see them. I think yeah. it would be really important. I think hopefully a lot of our listeners have some ability to negotiate with yeah. some element of reasonableness. Yes. However, there are the ones that will just say no. Yes. And they're the ones that you need to make sure when you make orders or you finally get orders in the court or you get consent orders that they are allowing for these kind of situations. Mm. So you've got to think about every possible drama. And and all court orders about kids, uh, about time with the children, should start off with, and I think all the ones we do start off with, the children shall spend time with each parent at all times as shall be agreed between the parents, but failing agreement, then you have all those specifics. So there's no issue. Some people think they might be able to agree to have some additional time with that parent or with themselves, but they're worried it's in breach of the orders. No, it's not because the court says at all times is agreed between the parties, but, um, but the minimum is this. Yeah. 
Okay. Can I ask you a question then? What does it mean by spirit of the orders? I hear um, some of our members and some of our listeners and lawyers talk about the spirit of the orders. Yes. What does that I mean and how can people the, I use love that? that? I love that. It's very Christmassy. Hey, what? <laughs> it's, very it's a Christmassy thing to say, the spirit of the orders, but exactly. what does it mean? Yeah, what it means is some jerk, one of you, <laughs> some bozo, is going to go all technical and work to the words and, and even if it's an absurd consequence or it's it's not what was meant but it's just what it says, then it's against the spirit of the orders. The orders were made in the spirit of the children having shared time, having this, having that. That was the mood. That was the intention. And then mm. somebody, um, and I hope it's not any of our listeners, is going to be a real creep about it and just stick to the letters, which everyone knows um. was just an oversight. Okay, so you want them to be reasonable. And the spirit of the orders then, so the flavour of the orders. So say there's a yes. typo or a bit epic mistake and it makes a – does that have legal implications if you go back to the court and say he's not following the spirit or she's not following the spirit of the orders? Does, can the judge do anything or do they just change the orders then? Would you like us to take away the overwhelm of the divorce process and give you the step-by-step guide on what to do at each part of the process and show you how to do it, even giving you the correct wording and legal templates that you can use for your property or parenting agreement? Would you like us to show you how to do your own negotiations and mediations and keep it out of court? Well, then you're invited to the DIY Divorce Blueprint. It is the only training of its kind that shows you exactly how you can do your own divorce, property and children's settlements, mediations and negotiations so that you can finally move on with your life without having to spend thousands of dollars on lawyers and years in limbo. Go to www.thedivorcecourse.com.au backslash enroll to find out more today. Join us now. Does that have legal implications if you go back to the court and say he's not following the spirit or she's not following the spirit of the orders? Can the judge do anything or do they just change the orders then? Uh, it, to make- it reflects badly on the person that's being so pedantic and and mm. not getting into the good, um, like the getting into the space of what's best for the children. Um, and it can mm. come, sometimes come back and the court will be less less keen to give them extra time. They might be more uh, prescribed and more clear about the time they're having it and they might even put an order that they live with the other parent any other time that's not noted specifically in the orders and and so the court will work that way but it's not what they call child focused to do mm. that just to score points against the other person um so yes okay. it can come back as, as a, a very big negative for person all right well, keep that in mind, everybody, the spirit of the orders. Yeah. So don't go, oh, like typo by the judge. It means I can get away with X, Y, Z. Um, let's talk about the four different personality types and Christmas mm. and what you what we can help people with if they are experiencing this. So let's start with avoidant. Mm. What kind of things do you see happening with Christmas school holiday situations and avoidant? And I, I guess the first one I can think of is, what about when you've got orders and they don't want to take them? Or I've even heard members or listeners say, how do I make my co-parent take the children for some of the Christmas holidays? So what do you say to that if they just don't show up or they're not 
engaging and they don't take the kids for Christmas. Is there anything that the court can do about that? No, it won't enforce that order uh, because mm. it's not in the children's best interest to be sent somewhere where they're not wanted or welcome. Okay, mm. so your role yeah. in that situation is to not make a big deal of it, make it very accessible. Keep trying. Can I drop? You know, do you want to meet us at? Um, you know, at, at the shopping centre and we'll just have lunch together and exchange some gifts or do you want a video link or just keep trying to build that little bridge. Uh, it might be that the other person's going through some mental health issues and it wouldn't be mm. in the children's best interest to be in, interacting. So you've just got to try and soften the blow as best you can, but the court won't enforce that order. Um, and it is awful um, if the children have got two parents who are really trying to um, have a break from them at the same time. Mm. Yeah, and that, that, mm. is, that is something that, you know, we do get asked that a lot and one of, yeah. it, one of the Instagram live people have said it's not in the best interest of the children to be with someone who doesn't want to have them and, I, and that is something that, you know, if anyone's listening today, you can't force them. No. And you've got to be the parent for them at that time so you provide all the love and support you can and, and, and hopefully the other parent will come through eventually. Eventually. And you've, you're the one, um, even if you've got to work, you'll have to make some other arrangements and just yeah. and, and try not to let the children feel guilty or let them feel too much anger towards the other person. You're going to have to manage it, Yeah. Now, there's a lot of organised, go-getter, intelligent women and men that listen to our podcast who might be like, I'm going to sort out the school holidays. There's like two weeks left in Queensland. I don't know how much there is in other states, but I'm going to sort this out so there's no guessing, there's nothing up in the air. I'm going to send them a letter and ask them to, to agree or come up with some, and, and they don't get any response back. <laughs> So that everything's up in the air. They don't yeah. know when they're going to do oh it. They don't know who's going to have who for Christmas. Have you got any advice for those people, general advice? General advice only is uh, keep trying, okay, and be specific. Um, don't say, oh, I was hoping to have the kids for some of the time this year. Instead say, um, I was planning to go to the Christmas carols at such and such. Did you want to do the change over there? Bring the kids there and I'll take them home. Just be specific. Mm. Um, that's a very bad look for a person who won't get involved. And it's terrible for you going into Christmas, not knowing if you're going to have the children or not. And it's one of the mm. situations where you're really off, really better off if you haven't got anything, parenting plan or anything, is to go to court and get some orders so everybody knows where they stand. You know. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And and if that is you, listen to our initiating application episode mm -hmm. where we talk you through how to fill in the form, what it does, and we've also got a video guide that's only ten dollars on our website for guiding you through how to fill that in. But hopefully that's not you. But you've got you've got to try your mediation first. You've got to try of course. Yeah, to you've got to write try all of that first. Yes. All right. So what so that's avoided. What about manipulative and controlling mm. so what kind of christmas issues do you see and i think you mentioned one already and that is not letting them bring their christmas presents absolutely uh, to the other house so yeah. are there any other things that you can um, maybe not letting about not letting the kids ring if they want to phone somebody because the kids want both of you on christmas morning so anyone who sort of elbows yeah. out with the kids that's a bad thing to do for children yeah um okay how do you how do you counteract that uh, put it in your orders. 
or your parenting right. plan when it's a so, long way out that whoever's got them on Christmas Day will let the other person speak to them on Christmas morning. Um, for okay. instance, if that's going to work for you, you know, you've got to give it as well, um, then that mm. might be something you can do. Uh, the children will remember. Um, yeah, yeah. The nastiness. We don't want nastiness for them for Christmas. Uh, sometimes, if you send your gifts with the children over, uh, they might be not allowed to play with them or something like that. Again, that's just manipulative controlling. Uh, I don't mm. think you can do much about that. Uh, Judge Bell used to say uh, that children should know their parents' warts and all. And uh, if that's the personality that your ex partner is going to have, then she's just going to have to put up with the children reflecting back at Christmas and what she or he has done to make that miserable. Yes. And I know we've touched on this before, but what about trash talking? Like, well, you know, when families oh. get together at Christmas and some families love to trash talk everybody who's not there or, you know, those kind mm. of situations. Um, is there anything parents can do to protect their children from that happening? You can put it in the orders or parenting plans that the person each of you, if there's any of that going on, has to remove the children from the hearing or the eye shot of um, anyone who's talking badly about their other parent or their family, mm. you know, just, mm. yeah, it's just put yourself in that position. You are a helpless little, you know, seven-year-old or whatever. You want Christmas and Santa and then all of this negative talk is going on I mean these are the children who won't be bringing their kids to see you when you're a grandma that's you know, true Christmas. maybe maybe you could also find some um guidelines or something on a website somewhere that says things to talk not talk about in front of your children I reckon relationships Australia probably has some also there's the pop parenting course that you can do you can you can yep. ask that to be put in your orders and they they take you through the process of how it destroys children if you're trash talking or if you're doing all those kind of nasty manipulative and controlling things the problem is though if they are a, a narcissist or a manipulating control they're not going to care anyway but no. at least they'd be educated in the effects that it's having on the children so that is something you can consider yep. um one of the ladies on Instagram Live has said, my ex does that with birthday presents. They're not allowed to bring them, not much hope for them with Christmas. Mum, one of your tips, and you did it for me, and we have talked about this before, mm. is I wasn't allowed to bring, I had a Care Bear, a Barbie, a Cabbage Patch Kid. And a Popple. Um, and a Popple. I wasn't allowed to bring them home. And so Mum went out and bought the exact everything, which is a very expensive thing to do. I don't know how you afforded it. It was a week's time. worth of groceries, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> but you went for everything and I had exactly the same replica, which did help a little bit. But in the end, it doesn't really um, undo the damage that it can do to a child if that yeah. kind of and the relationship. Yep. And the relationship because it's definitely something a child will not forget. So, okay. Yeah. So, no, I have not forgotten it. <laughs> so that's manipulative controlling and high conflict again. It's all about having the orders in place so there's yeah. no argument. And keep your distance. Like if if if. They're likely to have a little bit to drink at Christmas. You're dropping the kids off and they're likely to have a go at you. Um, keep, Don't give them the opportunity, you know. Open the door. Kids can go shut the door. Off you go. Like just don't do that in front of the kids. Don't Anything that happens at Christmas has a, has a, a multiplier effect, doesn't it, Laura, I think, for mm-hmm. children and families. So, so can, can you get somebody else to do it? So could the you get off, the yeah. grandma yeah. with the drop-off? 
yep. or the, the auntie, and then that way there's no chance. Of as that long as there's auntie. no friction between them, yeah, that, there are great yeah. things you can do. And don't let your kids think you're going to be sitting home sobbing because you haven't got the kids for Christmas. Also, don't mm. let them think you're going to have the best time now that they've gone um, because that's not either way. It's not going to be conducive to them feeling happy about leaving you. So you want to say things to them like, oh, it's been so lovely having you this morning and we'll have a great time when you get back. But I'm going to put my feet up now and watch one of those movies you don't like or a documentary or, you know, I'm going to read a book yeah. for the rest of the day. So you're going to have a good time with mum or dad or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I, look, there's so many other things. There are so many things that can go, you know, and happen. If you mm. are still thinking about Christmas and trying to figure it out, we have that other episode from last year where we go mm. into depth about all of those things as well, um, Christmas and orders. So check that out. I'll put that link in the show yeah. note. Last question to you, Mum, and this is a modern day question. I'm sure you didn't deal with this 35 years ago. What about the elf on the shelf? <laughs> What do you do when there's two homes <laughs> and that freaking elf isn't has there, to be there every day? Isn't doing there things. one in each household? Well, that would be a good solution, yes, I guess. And if not, then you can screenshot where the elf is each day and then the children, you could video and, and have them do it as a puzzle from the other place or when they come home. Have you ever seen... <laughs> someone's laughing have you ever seen elf on the shelf being mentioned in orders no not yet brace yourself mother because oh, i can tell you now no judge will make that order <laughs> <laughs> could you put it in consent orders though Yes, you could, but good luck and trying to enforce it. Your Honour, Your <laughs> Honour, on the 24th of December, she did not put the elf on the shelf. <laughs> no, bear in mind most of the the benches about my age are a little bit younger, so. They won't even know that. what it is. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that goes for any Christmas traditions Tradition, that yeah. you've done for years or your family's Christmas traditions, even Christmas photos. Like I've heard some of our members have like races to see who gets the Christmas photo to meet Santa and then so that the other, like getting it done in like October or November, you know, this competition between the parents where I think they're missing the point of the children want to see Santa. It's not about the photo. Yeah. And, and forcing them to go twice, is it such a good idea? I don't know. I don't think but, the kids care less about the photos, to yeah. be honest. Um, but maybe you could have an agreement that if you've got them for Christmas that year, the other person gets to take them for photos if it's such a big deal. Yeah. But there are a lot of Christmas traditions that I think – individually if you sat down and went through them and sorted it out you could really let the kids Christmases still be great yes. without ruining them and because like you said mum you know people who hate Christmas because it was so horrible when because their parents yeah and it was just a debacle you know, if you've got a pet maybe you could do the the Christmas photo including the dog or the cat you know if they have those just make it slightly different for yeah. you yeah yeah but, yeah, yes, it's hard. It's hard, particularly if you're going to have a photo of you with the children and then the other person's going to have a photo of themselves with the children. That's just going to hammer it home for the poor old kids. So it's really only the kids, with or without. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, I think uh, what we're trying to highlight here is everybody has a different 
situation, a different relationship with Christmas. The kids, really, when it comes down to it, when it boils down to whether it's Elf on the Shelf or whether it's what day holidays start, every family is different. If you give it a good sit and think, a good Mm. brainstorm, a good plan, then you can create a parenting plan or consent orders that really allow for the kids to enjoy Christmas for the next, you know, 12, 15 years that they've got until they're adults. Mm. Um, If you just slap up a, a, like one sentence about Christmas in your orders, you may come a cropper in in the future when there's nothing mentioning that's because if you're amicable that's all very well but what if one of you gets a new partner or Mm. and or says or does something that triggers the other person so it's just best to be clear I would be clear Mm. and then you can prepare the children if they're going to be if if they're going to the other person and there'll be no elf on the shelf you can spin them a yarn about how it lives at your house yes yes or it goes invisible yeah. every second day or That's every right. second week. It has yeah. to go back to the North Pole. Yeah. Um, so like thank you, Mum, for explaining to us a little bit about Christmas and that mm. kind of thing. And I think it really comes down to with any part of parenting orders, if you sit down and make sure you plan it, don't just slap something together. Really mm. think about mm. every step, every stage, because whatever you end up with is what you end up with. Yeah. And You're it, not going to be able to go back to court mm. because of that That case that you have to prove is it something in Aspland? Aspland, yes you yes. can't keep going back to court unless there's been a significant change in circumstances and I've never seen the Christmas holidays as a reason to reopen children's matters because the court says um, their overall view is the children are damaged by court proceedings mm. so they're not going to keep subjecting them to proceedings to tweak the orders they're basically going to look both parents squarely in the eye and say, we don't know which one of you it is, but grow up. Yeah. So really, really, if you are going to go through the court system, you think about everything and make sure, mm. if especially if you've got a controlling and manipulative or a high conflict, that you've got it all covered so that there's no questions, there's no arguments, it's all there in black and white. It's like a guidebook. Thank you, Mum, You're for welcome. that. And we wish everybody a Merry Christmas. And if they're not celebrating Christmas we wish you a happy holidays and I'm going to say thank you to your mum now and then we're going to answer these questions on Instagram if you've got five minutes if you'd like to listen to the podcast or go and do one of our courses or download one of our free checklists go to www.thedivorcecourse.com.au Julie said she does seven days of Christmas fun we open one present from under the tree each day and then I hand the kids over on Christmas day that's a brilliant tradition I love I it. Love that idea. I bet they don't complain either. <laughs> no. Well, that's the beauty of it, right? You've yeah. got this. You've got this um, bonus of getting extra everything, really. Yeah. So that is a brilliant idea. Mixed Batch Mob said we used to go to Victory every second year to be with my family. Can I request to keep that tradition? Yes. 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 Victoria, not Victory. <laughs> to Victory. <laughs> no, Victoria. Sorry. Yes, you can. <laughs> and put that in. And the argument, if it, if it ever got to a judge, would be we've always done this. You know, the kids expect it every second year. And in return, the other year, the person can do, you know, whatever they used to do the other year. So, yeah, that's so fine. So the, the judges like to kind of keep the status quo. Is that yes. right, Mum? Yes. In most things, whatever yeah. was happening before to continue. Yes. As long as you're offering a fair trade, like, you know, something similar for the other person. I think the court will go with that. 
Okay. Wonderful. All right. Thank you, everyone, for being here today. Check out our website, www.thedivorcecourse.com.au. And uh, if you'd like to follow us on TikTok or you're already probably following us on Instagram, we're also on Facebook. Any messages on Facebook goes direct to mum. You get me on Instagram, (laughs) unfortunately. And if you are going through a tricky divorce right now or Mm. you're about to start, check out our course, the DIY Divorce Blueprint. I know a lot of you don't feel like going through any of that over Christmas, but if you've not got the kids for a week, then it's a great time to start. Watch some of our videos and um, start getting the work done. So thanks, everyone, and Merry Christmas to everybody who's watching and Merry Christmas, Mum. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Laura. Bye-bye. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.